Welcome to Bite at a Time Books Behind the Story, where we answer the questions you have about your favorite classic authors. What inspired your favorite author to write their novels? What was going on in the world at the time? Follow along with us as we tell you what was happening in the world while your favorite authors wrote your favorite classics. My name is Bree Carlisle, and I love to read and wanted to share my passion with listeners like you. If you want to know what's coming next and vote on upcoming books, sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Be sure to follow my show on your favorite podcast platform so you get all the new episodes. You can find most of our links in the show notes, but also our website, biteatatimebooks.com, includes all of the links for our show, including to our Patreon to support the show and YouTube, where we have special behind the narration of the episodes. We're part of the Bite at a Time Books Productions Network. If you'd also like to hear a book by the author, check out the Bite at a Time Books podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we'll be talking about the early life of Jules Verne. Verne was born on 8 February 1828 on Ile Fidieu, a then small artificial island on the River Loire, within the town of Nantes later filled in and incorporated into the surrounding land area. In number four, Rue Olivier de Clisson, the house of his maternal grandmother, Dame Sophie-Marie Adelaide, Julienne Alotz de Lefeu, born Gouliette de la Pierre. His parents were Pierre Verne, an attorney originally from Provence, and Sophie Alotz de Lefeu, a Nantes woman from a local family of navigators and ship owners of distant Scottish descent. In 1829, the Verne family moved some hundred meters away to number two Quagin Bart, where Verne's brother Paul was born the same year. Three sisters, Anne, Anna, 1836, Mathilde, 1839, and Marie, 1842, would follow. In 1834, at the age of six, Verne was sent to boarding school at Five Place du Beaufet in Nantes. The teacher, Madame Sembin, was the widow of a naval captain, who had disappeared some 30 years before. Madame Sambin often told the subjects that her husband was a shipwrecked castaway and that he would eventually return like Robinson Crusoe from his desert island paradise. The theme of the Robinsonade would stay with Verne throughout his life and appear in many of his novels, some of which include The Mysterious Island, 1874, Second Fatherland, 1900, and The School for Robinsons, 1882, in 1836, Verne went on to a cold St. Stellanus, a Catholic school suiting the pious religious tastes of his father. Verne quickly distinguished himself in memoir, recitation from memory, geography, Greek, Latin, and singing. In the same year, 1836, Pierre Verne bought a vacation house at 29 Rue des Reformes in the village of Chantenay, now part of Nantes on the Loire. In his brief memoir, Souvenirs Defense et Ducine, Memories of Childhood and Youth, 1890. Verne recalled a deep fascination with the river and with the many merchant vessels navigating it. He also took vacations at Brains in the house of his uncle Prudent Lot, a retired ship owner, who had gone around the world and served as mayor of Brains from 1828 to 1837. Verne took joy in playing interminable rounds of the game of the goose with his uncle, and both the game and his uncle's name would be memorialized in two late novels, the Will of an Eccentric, 1900, and Robert the Conqueror, 1886, respectively. Legend has it that in 1839, at the age of 11, Verne secretly procured a spot as cabin boy on the three-mast ship Corley, 
with the intention of traveling to the Indies and bringing back a coral necklace for his cousin Caroline. The evening the ship set out for the Indies, it stopped first at Pame Bouffe, where Pierre Verne arrived just in time to catch his son and make him promise to travel only in his imagination. It is now known that the legend is an exaggerated tale invented by Verne's first biographer, his niece, Marguerite Alot de la Fieu, though it may have been inspired by a real incident. In 1840, the Vernes moved again to a large apartment at number 6 Rougine Jacquet Rousseau, where the family's youngest child, Marie, was born in 1842. In the same year, Verne entered another religious school, the Petit Seminaire de Saint-Dantienne, as a lay student. His unfinished novel, Un Print, in 1839, a priest in 1839, written in his teens and the earliest of his prose works to survive, describes the seminary in disparaging terms. From 1844 to 1846, Verne and his brother were enrolled in the Lychee Royale, now the Lychee Georges Clemenceau in Nantes. After finishing classes in rhetoric and philosophy, he took the baccalaureate at Reigns and received the grade Good Enough on 29 July 1846. By 1847, when Verne was 19, he had taken seriously to writing long works in the style of Victor Hugo, beginning with Un Printier in 1839, and seeing two-verse tragedies, Alexandra VI and La Conspiration de Postier, the gunpowder plot to completion. However, his father took it for granted that Verne, being the firstborn son of the family, would not attempt to make money in literature, but would instead inherit the family law practice. In 1847, Verne's father sent him to Paris, primarily to begin his studies in law school, and secondarily, according to family legend, to distance him temporarily from Nance. His cousin Caroline, with whom he was in love, was married on 27 April 1847 to Emile Designé, a man of 40, with whom she would have five children. After a short stay in Paris, where he passed first-year law exams, Verne returned to Nantes for his father's help in preparing for the second year. Provincial law students were in that era required to go to Paris to take exams. While in Nantes, he met Rose Hermione Arnaud Grostier, a young woman one year his senior and fell intensely in love with her. He wrote and dedicated some 30 poems to her, including La Fille de l'Air, the daughter of Air, which describes her as blonde and enchanting, winged and transparent. His passion seems to have been reciprocated, at least for a short time. Burgosetier's parents frowned upon the idea of their daughter marrying a young student of uncertain future. They married her instead to Armand Terrain de la Haye, a rich landowner 10 years her senior on 19 July 1848. A sudden marriage sent Verne into deep frustration. He wrote a hallucinatory letter to his mother, apparently composed in a state of half-drunkenness, in which, under pretext of a dream, he described his misery. This requited but aborted love affair seems to have permanently marked the author and his work, and his novels include a significant number of young women married against their will, Drond in Master Zacharias, 1854, Sava in Matthias Sandorf, 1885, Olin in A Floating City, 1871, to such an extent that the scholar Christian Schellenborg attributed the recurring theme to a Hermione complex. The incident also led Verne to bear a grudge against his birthplace and Nantes society, which he criticized in his poem La Sixième Ville de France, The Sixth City of France. Thank you for joining Bite at a Time Books Behind the Story today. 
while we answered some of the questions you have about one of your favorite classic authors. Again, my name is Brie Carlisle, and I hope you come back next time when we answer more questions about one of your favorite classic authors. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Check out the show notes or our website, biteatatimebooks.com, for the links for our show.